Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today Sean Hooley is here with us. We've talked a lot about personnel changes so far this week, and it's only Wednesday, and we have another big one to bring you today. So, Sean, welcome back. Can you give us a little roundup of what we'll talk about today? Yeah, we're going to talk about Medtronic's first quarter performance, an FDA clearance for Wenzel Spine, Levita Magnetics FDA clearance for a surgical robot, Philips warning on some imaging systems, and some major executive changes at Zimmer Biomet. So plenty to dig into. With that being said, let's jump into the earnings first. Yeah, Medtronic's stock has been up today on some strong first quarter results and increased fiscal guidance for the coming 2024. It hasn't all been smooth sailing. I think it's safe to say in the past couple of years for Medtronic, especially on their earnings performances, but analysts and investors reacted positively to the company's fast start to the fiscal year. What was Medtronic's profit and sales performance for the quarter? Medtronic posted profits of $791 million or 59 cents per share on sales of $7.7 billion for the three-month period. Company's profits did slide nearly 15% despite sales growth of 4.5%. What contributed to the company's growth? The company reported growth stemming from its diabetes and cardiac rhythm business units in particular, while it also reported some sustained progress with its Hugo Surgical Robot. Highlights included U.S. launches for the MiniMed 780G with Guardian 4 automated insulin delivery system and the MicroAV2 and VR2 leadless pacemakers. The MiniMed launch helped lead diabetes to 6.8% revenue growth year over year. Cardiovascular saw 5.5% growth thanks to some low double-digit growth in structural heart on some continued TAVR adoption, while drug-coated balloons and superficial vein therapy systems also led to some growth there. How did some of the other businesses perform? Medical Surgical saw its revenues tick up 5.5%. Surgical and endoscopy sales ticked up thanks to growth in advanced surgical technologies and endoscopy on a continued supply improvement. That unit also drove growth for its installed base of Hugo Robots, with Medtronic reporting new site activations in its pivotal trial, which continues to progress to plan. Neuroscience sales also grew 4.9% year-over-year, while Medtronic's revenue declines came in the other category, which has to do with the company's spinoffs and divestitures that are currently going on, like with its renal therapy company and, and other businesses. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The FDA cleared Wenzel Spine's Primaloc for expanded indications, so more, more options for use with the spinal implant. What was that system originally designed for? It was designed to provide surgeons with an effective and reliable solution for spinal stabilization, combines cutting-edge engineering with patient-focused design, aimed to provide a comprehensive solution for spinal fusion. New clinical indications now allow for the use of Primaloc SP at multiple levels in treating lumbar spinal stenosis. What are some of the features? Well, it's got a unique locking mechanism that ensures secure stabilization, reducing the risk of migration and providing stability during the critical fusion process. It also enables precision and versatility with a high degree of flexibility. System accommodates various patient anatomies and offers surgeons the ability to tailor each procedure to individual needs. Minimally invasive approach as well, so that minimizes tissue disruption, potentially leading to reduced post-operative pain, shorter hospital stays, and quicker patient recovery. Obviously, in an area as sensitive as the spine, it's very important that minimally invasive approach 
Also, enhanced radiographic visibility that allows surgeons to confidently assess implant placement and fusion progress. What has been the doctor's perception of the device or using the device? Texas-based neurosurgeon Dr. Charles Gordon called the system a significant advancement for spinal fusion procedures. Its versatile locking mechanism and patient-centric design truly set it apart, Gordon said. The expanded clinical indications will allow him to further incorporate the system into his practice and provide his patients with a higher level of care. We talk a lot about surgical robotics, and today is no different. So what's the next thing that we should know for today? Levita Magnetics won FDA clearance for its magnetic-assisted surgical robot, the MARS system. More surgical robots, and this one uses a different approach to some of the standard ones we've covered. What is this surgical robot designed for? Levita designed MARS, its minimally invasive surgical platform, for the high-volume abdominal surgery market. It combines magnets and machines to reduce the number of incisions, enabling complete control during laparoscopic procedures. How does it benefit surgeons? It comes in a compact footprint for fitting into existing operating rooms, building on the success of the company's first commercial product, the Levita Magnetic Surgical System. Mars delivers the same patient benefits, according to the company, but it also empowers surgeons with increased control of their surgical instruments. So that's, that's seemingly the, the largest benefit for them. What are executives saying? Dr. Alberto Rodriguez Navarro, a surgeon and the founder and CEO of Levita, said the clearance marks a significant milestone in Levita's mission to provide more patients access to state-of-the-art surgical technology. Company chair Maria Sainz said that the system can aid in surgeon proficiency and efficiency and can reduce the need for assistive personnel, signaling a major achievement not only for Levita, but surgical care. She went on to say the Mars platform gives patients and surgeons a transformative tool that will usher in a fundamental shift in surgery for years to come. Now let's jump into some news from Philips. Philips issued a warning on potential unintended radiation with imaging systems. Fortunately, the company's not received reports of harm to date due to this issue. It's obviously a potentially dangerous issue. What is the potential issue associated with this warning? Philips says there's an issue with foot switches for some of its imaging systems. These switches control fluoroscopy, exposure, and other functions, including single-shot light control, toggle between x-ray planes. The foot switch pedal may get stuck in the active position when the user releases the pedal, resulting in unintended radiation. Which systems are affected? The issue pertains to the wired and wireless foot switches used with the Philips Allure Expert the Allura Centron, the Azurion, and the multi-diagnosed Eleva systems. So what could be some of the potential outcomes associated with the issue if there's continued use of these devices? Well, unintended radiation could lead to limited or transient radiation effects in the population at greatest risk. Phillips said this was pediatric patients, pregnant women, and patients with existing radiation effects. Phillips does consider long-term effects unlikely. And a sticking foot switch may also result in a procedural delay, but Phillips says probability of medically reversible or transient adverse health consequences in this instance is remote. And now for our last story, we have that big personnel change to talk about. Yeah, Zimmer Biomet's CEO left to take over 3M's soon-to-be standalone healthcare business. Brian Hansen will be leading that unit. We spoke on yesterday's episode about the big personnel moves we've covered so far on Mass Device this year, and this might take the cake for the biggest we've seen in 2023. When is he set to take the corner office at 3M Healthcare, the new spin out? Less than two weeks. He'll take over on September 1st. Can you tell us a little bit about what Hansen's leadership has been like at Zimmer Biomet during his tenure? 
some of the things that he's accomplished or some of the company's accomplishments with him as CEO? Yeah, well, he became CEO in 2017, about two years after the merger of Zimmer and Biomet. He led restructuring, refocusing of businesses that included the spinoff of Spine and Dental Tech, which is now a standalone major medtech company, Zimvi, that happened early last year. Under his leadership, the company also shifted its scope beyond orthopedic implants and surgical tools, moving toward digital offerings with things like the Persona IQ smart implants, the ZB Edge dynamic intelligence platform. So a much more well-rounded, I think, company under his leadership. Now, obviously, with a big personnel change like this, you know, CEO shuffling to another company, both 3M and Zimmer Biomet are bound to have other executive changes to announce. So I know Zimmer Biomet announced there were some changes happening, especially who's taking over the corner office. So can you tell us who's taking over and what other personnel changes are happening at both companies? Yeah. So Zimmer Biomet's chief operating officer, Ivan Tornos, will become CEO as Hanson departs. Additionally, Suki Apade, who joined Zimmer Biomet in 2019 as executive vice president and chief financial officer, will now oversee the company's global operations and supply chain. On the 3M side, the company also noted that former Humasite CEO Kerry Cox will chair the board of 3M's healthcare business spinoff, and 3M chief financial officer Monish Patalawala will now become the president of all of 3M. And that was the last story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for coming on, giving us your insights. We had some interesting things to talk about today, and maybe we'll have more executive changes to talk about tomorrow. Absolutely. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.